We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome everybody to the Saturday edition of Pack a Day podcast. Uh, this is Eli Berkovitz here with Janelle Mackey. Our third co-host Matt Freilich is unfortunately under the weather today; will not be able to join us. So myself and Jen will take care of today's Packers and Cowboys injury report as we do every Saturday here on Pack Day. So we've got a obviously big playoff game coming up in just, you know, 24 hours, a little bit more than that from now. And we have some pretty big injuries to talk about, mostly on the Packers side. But considering how many names we'll run through here, it's actually not a terrible list. But we'll get to that in a minute, Jen. Before we get to all that, how you doing? How's your week? How does it feel to be going to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, my optimism has paid off, I feel like. You know, yes. all those really rough weeks we had here. Um, obviously, it feels really good to be able to record another injury report because that means they're still playing. So it's super cool that they have been able to find a way to extend their season. And I mean, we know better than anybody that there's been a lot of adversity with these injuries. So the fact that they've been able to find a way to, you know, be one of the teams to punch their ticket is crazy awesome. And to do so against the bears is always that extra little bonus as well. So yeah, I mean, we talked about injury report all season. We get to continue doing that for at least one more week. So hopefully we'll get to continue talking about the injury report for a few more weeks here, but you know, one step at a time. So it's going to be super fun to go down to Dallas, I think. And this game could really go any which way. Cause we've seen a lot of different versions of the Packers. Um, but we've also seen, you know, we've seen versions that could beat Dallas and versions that could just get absolutely destroyed by Dallas. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of how things go. And I know that there's a lot of weather 
coming into play as well with their travels, which makes it really difficult. I know Wisconsin's getting hit with some pretty bad weather. Midwest has just kind of got some storms going on. So hopefully that doesn't impact things too much. Um, but it is nice that they did get the Sunday game so that they can have this extra day for guys to rest, considering how many names are on this list. Yeah, I I always dislike when I see the Packers playing on Saturday, a wild card weekend, which has definitely happened, maybe not a ton, but it has happened in the, in the last you know decade or so a few times. And yeah, you got an extra day. And also, I don't know, I like playing on Sunday, like that's football day, other days make me nervous. I don't like change. I need, you know, I need to see a therapist, but either way. <laughs> Um, as I mentioned, you know, not a huge report. So before we get to that, obviously Packers, Cowboys, the big, you know, there's a few big matchups, but the, I think the biggest storyline right off the bat is, of course, Mike McCarthy facing his former team. He did it once before last year, obviously, dramatic game. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers come back down 14 points to beat the Cowboys in overtime at Lambeau Field. Of course, this is different. It's in Dallas. It's in the playoffs. And also there's a new quarterback for the Packers. So Jen, and you know, there, like how many, I'm trying to think of like outside of Bakhtiari, like who are crossover players from the McCarthy era era. Ooh, that's a good call. Uh, like I'm trying Kenny to think Clark, like, probably right. Kenny Clark. Yeah. This probably. team is it's like so young. Like is, was Rashawn Gary like a rookie? Gary was drafted in I think 2018. Like, was that the year McCarthy? So, yeah, was, McCarthy got, yeah, got fired at, okay. at the middle of, end of 18. There, like, this team is just so young that there's, like, very yeah. minimal crossover, it feels like, where, like, it's Maybe not year, like, like, yeah, at most three to five players, not more than that. Yeah, so it's, I feel like even though for us, it's a certain type of game, like, these guys didn't play for, Mark, like, Mike McCarthy, so it's, like, it's different for them, I'm sure, than it is for us who, you know, we grew up watching and loving like the Mike McCarthy era. But for them, it's like it's just another coach in the league because they didn't most of them didn't play for him. So I think that makes it interesting as well. Just cut like the narrative versus kind of like the players actually in the locker room really have no relationship with him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in a way, uh, I think maybe it's really going to weigh the most on McCarthy, considering, yeah. like you said, most of these players, and by most, I mean 90 95% of the roster, yeah, will likely have basically no relationship with Mike McCarthy. So I don't mind that because I always like outside nonsense to get more in the other team's way than the Packers. But I was curious because I got asked this question the other day on – Curd and Long with Sparky uh, from 1250 The Fan. And it kind of stumped me. He ended up putting as a poll on Twitter. I should have looked up. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure LaFleur won. But he asked me, who, as of today, who do you consider to be the better all-time coach? Matt LaFleur or Mike McCarthy? What would you say, Jen? I mean, I feel like you have to say Mike McCarthy because he's got the Super Bowl ring. And... Um, there was a lot of greatness that came out of the McCarthy era. I think right now in the LaFleur era, you know, there's been some lost NFC championship games. So it's like there's the almost. Um, but I think that right now is like really the time that we're going to see true Matt LaFleur. Um, now that Aaron Rodgers is not with the team, I think 
we kind of get to see more of who Matt LaFleur is as a coach. Um, because I know Aaron Rodgers really led a lot of that, that team when he was there. So, um, I think right now with success, you'd have to go with McCarthy. Um, but I'm hoping, you know, eventually LaFleur can really make it more of a debate here in years to come. Yeah. So I actually, I also said McCarthy, which, uh, Sparky was somewhat surprised with and the poll definitely went LaFleur's way, but I agree. I, mean, I feel between... like there's a lot of recency bias and like, yeah, yeah, it got really sour at the end of the, the McCarthy era, but he did a lot of really wonderful things for this team. And obviously the players respected him. So, I mean, yeah. like I said, he, he has the ring where, you know, LaFleur has struggled to get to the big game. There's been almost, but not quite. So um, yeah, I think that, you know, this could be a really good game for Matt LaFleur to kind of signify himself as one of the better coaches in the program, but he hasn't had a lot of time with the team. Um, even though, you know, it's been a few years now, but it still feels like so fresh because um, McCarthy was there for so long um, that I think if he can go down to Dallas and beat the former coach that had brought this program to a Super Bowl, then I think that could, you know, give him more leverage. But right now I think it's, you know, it, it's right to say McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm with you on that. I think Obviously, there are things I think LaFleur does better than McCarthy. I think there are things McCarthy does better than LaFleur. You know, it's not 100% across the board, and I'm sure you probably feel the same. But, yeah, I was just curious what your opinion was. I thought it was an interesting question. And I but, think that McCarthy had a really good supporting staff as well. Yeah, he definitely And I think LaFleur, LaFleur has had that, but his staff has changed so significantly um, that you can also see – the staffing. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I would say LaFleur's had that personally, considering I would say just only when you're looking at defensive coordinator and special teams, it's been, even though we, you know, Visaccia, highly respected coach, their special team rankings, I don't know if you saw, that just like went kind of viral yesterday. The Packers were 29th this year. Uh, over the last decade, I think I saw like the best they ever finished was like 16th, but most of them were in the 20s, like deep into the 20s so i mean I but I it's more like, it was the same issue with mccarthy though i mean the defense and special teams there were good coaches there were good coaches and a lot of them ended up going on to get other good jobs yeah it's just unfortunate that some of the units you know for both rogers and now we're seeing for love at least so far have not really stood up you know stood up and i think that's the tough thing is when you do get a really good supporting staff they're going to go on and either, you know, coach higher up somewhere else unless you can promote within. But um, I think that's kind of what we've seen with the staff as of racing, you know, losing packet and kind of trying to promote within maybe taking certain coaches out of their position groups that maybe they should have stayed with certain things like that. So yeah, I'm excited for this matchup and hopefully, um, hopefully the injuries don't come into play too much. I know that we, uh, we kind of peeked over the list a little bit. And even though I think you said there's 19 names, so we didn't quite hit 20 this week. That's still a lot of names, but for the most part, it seems like most guys are full participants. There's only three designations. So hopefully, even though there's a lot of names on this list, hopefully there's still a really healthy team going down to Dallas. And it did sound like this week, most guys, like maybe aside from Dylan, were, you know, in some court in some sort of like 
tennis shoes, doing walkthroughs and practicing. So that was a really good sign for this week. Obviously, there were some fluke injuries that happened, but it kind of sounds like even though there's a lot of guys on this list, most bodies are going to be healthy come Sunday. Yeah, so let's, I mean, let's just get right into it. As you said, uh, 19 players on the Packers list, so a really light list compared to recent weeks that we've had. But as Jen mentioned, only three designations. So, I mean, I'll just run through some of the bigger names that maybe aren't designated that are on the list. Quay Walker, Zach Tom, Preston Smith, Arnold Savage, Jaden Reed. That's a big one, obviously, for him to not have a designation. Luke Musgrave, full practice all week. That's great to see. Isaiah McDuffie missed last week. He has no designation, so that's very nice. Aaron Jones on designation, Elton Jenkins, Romeo Dobbs. Remember, he missed most of last week. Looks like he'll play, so that is really big for the Packers. And now, I mean, and then Devondre Campbell, he will also uh, no designation. So those are some big names that should all be playing on Sunday, but let's get to the three that may not play. We'll start most negative, and we'll try to move up. So A.J. Dillon doubtful did not practice all week with that thumb and neck injury that he missed last week with Jen if I I mean if someone had asked me right now I would probably I would assume he doesn't play no practice all week listed as doubtful do you see it any other way um with that neck injury no I think if he's doubtful with a neck injury that's not something that you want to risk and push you know thumb injury If he just had the thumb injury, I'd be like, yeah, he's probably going to, you know, try and convince them that he can go out and play. Um, But neck injuries are obviously more severe. So I understand wanting to really be careful with something like that. So I'm going to assume that he doesn't play this week simply because, you know, that's not an injury that you can take lightly. Yeah, I fully agree. They, you know, you got to be cautious with something like a neck injury for sure. So expect another healthy dose of Aaron Jones. And you know what? I should have started the show with this because it's the only somewhat kind of piece of news for the Packers today. They actually released running back Kenyon Drake from the practice squad. Kind of interesting when you have Dylan probably missing this game. But I guess with Emmanuel Wilson being a full participant in practice, they feel good with Aaron Jones, Patrick Taylor, and Wilson. So, look, it's obviously never good to see someone like Dylan miss a game. But – if we just continue to use Aaron Jones the way they have the last three weeks and he gets 20 carries, I, I mean, I think they could end up very much winning this game. Like if Aaron Jones gets 20 carries, the Packers don't lose football games. It's that simple. So yeah. I hope Dylan Aaron gets Jones back. Very comfortable running touchdowns in against Dallas. Exactly. Five, <laughs> two games in Dallas, two and oh, five touchdowns. The guy is unstoppable. Of course, his home state of Texas. So yeah, knock on again, wood. <laughs> Yes, knock on wood. Uh, I hope, you know, AJ get healthy. But right now, this is Aaron Jones' show. Let's keep it going. And let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Another big piece of this offense, Christian Watson, limited participant all week, listed as questionable. Of course, last week he practiced Wednesday, Thursday. Then he doesn't practice Friday. And then he misses the game. When I I, I actually thought he was going to play last week. Of course, he did not. Jen, how are you feeling this week for Christian Watson with three limited practices? Yeah, I mean, this one, I feel like this is really going to be a very game time decision um, because I know that we have seen him warming up kind of in, you know, warm ups, um, even though he's not playing. So we've seen him out on the field being active, um, kind of showcasing that maybe he will be ready soon. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe last week, 
against a rival team. Like, yes, it's a game that you needed to win, but they felt that they could win without him. So maybe they kind of, you know, wanted to reserve him for this week to make sure that he would be good to go. So I'm a little bit more leaning towards, I think that he will be available this weekend. Um, Just given kind of what we've seen the last couple weeks where he seems like he could be ready to go. I think that they were maybe just kind of waiting. Um, didn't want to re-aggravate anything before a really important playoff game because obviously you want all your weapons available if you can. And luckily, the Packers' offense has really, you know, turned it up a notch with these receivers. So they've been able to kind of make up for the absence of Watson. But I think if you can have Watson out there, it will make a difference, um, especially when you got have guys like Melton and Wicks and Heat, like all these guys who are stepping up. Um, I think if you can get a relatively healthy Watson out there, they might, you know, he probably won't be out there on his normal count snaps. Um, he'll, he'll probably, you know, run less plays and stuff just given this injury and being questionable. But I do think that um, they do try and get him active out there and try and make some plays happen with him. Yeah, I would absolutely love to see Christian Watson play on Sunday. I mean, obviously – He's Christian Watson. We all want to see him out there. But even, even like you said, if it's not a full snap count or even if he's not super featured in the game plan, having him on the field forces the defense to play you in a different way. He stretches the field, you know, almost like when we always talk about with MVS. And I'm not comparing him to MVS. I think he's better than MVS. But in terms of we used to always say when MVS was out there, defenses, they had to account for him and they had to play a bit deeper and that opened things up underneath. And when he didn't play – it really actually made a difference across Aaron Rodgers' numbers, other, you know, Devontae's numbers. So really want to see Watson out there, obviously. And it would be one of the very, very few times this year that the Packers would have Watson, Reed, Dobbs, Wicks, Musgrave, Kraft. I mean, their whole arsenal of weapons. I mean, I'm trying to look through it now real quick. It'll take me too long on the spot at least, but I, I don't know if it's, we've had it more than two or three games the whole season but the entire group available. So that would be huge. Christian Watson, questionable with a hamstring. We will find out more Sunday morning about him, I'm sure. But moving over to the defensive side of the ball, this is where we got, you know, the fluke. I think uh, Malathor said freaky deal or something. That was the quote. But Jair Alexander, of course, got suspended for week 17, comes back week 18, goes up against DJ Moore and the Bears, has – in many people's opinions, his best game of the season, lockdown DJ Moore, and now we're getting ready for Dallas Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb, one of the best receivers in the NFL, and one of the most highly anticipated matchups, Alexander versus Lamb, and then Jair Alexander rolls his ankle in practice, stepping on a teammate's foot, misses practice Thursday and Friday, listed as questionable. I mean, It's like the most hacker thing. Yeah, it's about exactly. Literally, was about to say it doesn't get more Packers. What we've seen all year. I mean, just just ridiculous. Like fluke you can't craziness. catch one. We can't catch one break here with injuries. Yeah, like literally, it's not even catching a break. Like, oh, it's like going out of our. It's like going out of the way to screw us. It's unreal. Not Jair. It's like the oh, they're they're too healthy right now. Things we're gonna be you know with all these guys practicing earlier in the week. It's going too well. We got to take out one of their guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's no way the Packers are going into this game at full strength. Someone at practice doing a very routine walkthrough. You got to go down. And also, it just happens to be 
probably your most important defensive player for this matchup with CUM. Hey friends, I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found GameTime. GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet, do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It like, it made me think of my younger sister because she broke her foot walking in gym class one time during dodgeball and we always make fun of her for it and hopefully she doesn't hear this and yells at me for it, but it, that's like what it reminded me of when I saw that. It was like, it's just like, how does that even happen? Kind of injury. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's honestly no offense to your sister. That's hilarious. Uh, especially like the irony of being playing dodgeball at gym and not getting hurt from a dodgeball, but simply from walking. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very on point for her. And it like basically immaculates like what this, this situation is for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I might have said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again just to embarrass myself and to, I guess, make your sister feel a bit better about herself. Uh, a bunch of years ago, playing football, I guess I was playing receiver, caught a pass, you know, wide open lane to the end zone, and I decided to start being cocky and celebrating, and I was dragging my feet kind of like the Deion Sanders move. I don't know, something in the ground, my foot got caught like basically broke my foot celebrating into the end zone looked like a fool went down immediately <laughs> after crossing the goal line 
didn't play the rest of the year. Total fool idiot. Yeah, I'll never live in town. That is hilarious. I'm just like picturing it like you're celebrating and the celebration just turns into an injury and you're like falling in pain in the end zone. Like at least you got the touchdown, it sounds like. Yeah, I did. I did make sure to get that would have been even worse if you like went down before. (laughs) Yeah, no, if I I just went down, like fumbled the ball at the five yard line, (laughs) I don't think I would be here today. I don't think anyone would have heard from me again. I did make sure to cross the goal line, but. For sure, one of the more embarrassing moments of my life. So, well, that makes you know the Jair situation sound a little less embarrassing. I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. At least he was, you know, doing it for tens of millions of dollars in the NFL, and I was, you know, playing with a bunch of uh, my friends who are not all that talented, to say the least. But either way, getting past my personal shortcomings, let's. So yeah, that that rounds out the Packers injury, the Packers side of injury report. AJ Dillon, doubtful. Jair Alexander, Christian Watson, questionable. Everyone else that you can think of that might be hurt or they're listing for fun, which it seems like they do now. Not no designation. Expect them to play. Looking over at Dallas, honestly, it's pretty simple. They are as healthy as they can be. They have no game designations. Just some guys on the list that are of note. Of course, Stephon Gilmore had a shoulder injury. I think he might be playing in, a, in some sort of brace but he should be out there brandon cooks tyler smith a great offensive lineman tyron smith another great offensive lineman zach martin of course another great offensive lineman demarcus lawrence jonathan hankins uh some pretty big names for them but again all expected to play maybe they'll be somewhat you know under 100 percent, but everyone's kind of less than 100 percent right now at this point of the season but jen that wraps up the injury report for the Packers Cowboys pretty straightforward stuff for this week so let's let's jump into our game predictions as we always do here on the Saturday edition of Pack-A-Day so Jen you are the optimist you know of Packers Twitter so I'm expecting good news from you right now Packers Cowboys in Arlington a place they have never lost Sunday 3 30 how do you see it going down knocking on wood for you Eli uh yeah, I I feel like when you go into a game as an underdog, it just seems easier. Like, obviously, I'm still nervous because I know that this Dallas team can be really good. And I know that the Packers have played really bad football against really bad teams. Kind of just thinking about that Panthers game as of recent, who, you know, the Panthers went on and basically scored no more points the rest of the season afterwards. Not, not basically, literally. Oh, so, <laughs> like, literally, I think scored zero points yeah. <laughs> after putting yeah. up 30 on us. So, um I think that it's like, that's what I meant when I was talking earlier about like, which team is going to show up. You're going to get the team that beat the chiefs or you're going to get the team that barely beat the Panthers. Like, I mean, either way, they're still winning those games. Um, So I think it's just like playing up to your level. Don't match your opponent, just play your best football. And um, I obviously am going to go into this game thinking that this team is going to win because that's just who I am as a person. Um, I think it's going to be very close and this is like, this is a very weird reason to have the prediction that I am, but you know, those like fan letters that kids sent into the Packers and they posted about it because I just thought they were so cute. And there's this one of, you know, I'm assuming it's supposed to be Carlson kicking a field goal and it's going in and it's like, I just like envisioned 
Carlson hitting a game-winning field goal, like a classic Mason Crosby in Texas. And it's like, I like got that vision where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to win on a game-winning field goal or something like that. And it just like, it that's just like how I'm envisioning this game going now because I saw that like child's picture but it just made me think back to like how many times Mason Crosby has done this in this big moment. And, um, you know, when this did happen years ago and then, you know, you got people freaking out, like not knowing how it happened, like freak things happen when the Packers play in Dallas. So, or against Dallas, just um, so that I'm just thinking game winning field goal. That's what's going to come down to down to. I'm just prepared for my blood pressure to be dangerously high. Um, so I'm going to, but I, the thing is, I can't like think of how many points because I am worried about the defense against Dallas, but I'm going to say 27-24 Packers win on a game-winning field goal. That's hilarious. That's the exact score that I was going to say and um, the exact score I said, I said the other day. I just day. like play out your scenario? Uh, so... I did. I mean, I literally, I said, because we were talking about Andres Carlson and how, you know, potentially inconsistent he has been, which, you know, has been a little bit unfortunate and thinking what, if this game came down to him and I kind of do see it. I literally said, I said, Andres Carlson, 27, 24, but I think it's, you know, not like a 51 yard or whatever it was when Mason hit it for Dallas. I think it'll definitely be. It'll be like a reasonable one for him, you know? Yeah, no, I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking like they get into almost chip shot kind of range, thirty to forty yards. Because otherwise, I can't. I can't think about the stress and, like you said, the blood pressure. It's too much. It's too risky. So I think we're both gonna have to just stick with our scores. <laughs> I mean, it kind of. It. it will be twenty-seven, twenty-four now, and Packers Nation will have us to thank for it. Yes, they will. They'll have that little kid to thank who drew that picture. That gave yes. me inspiration. I don't know what came. I don't know, you know, what gave you your inspiration, but that was mine yesterday when I scrolled through those. So that is super funny that we picked the basically exact same situation and the same score. Yeah, which we've, we've uh, done this before. Yeah. I know that. I know we've picked same scores before. So I, I just think it has happened. I don't, before, think, I don't think that the defense holds them to twenty or less. I think that the offense is going to have to cook a little bit too. And not, not that the defense is going to play poorly. It's just Dallas has really good weapons, and especially if you're missing Jair, um, yeah. that's going to definitely create some open space out there. But I do think that, you know, guys have stepped up really well, so I don't see why. I don't see why they can't win when they beat really good teams being even more depleted than they are right now. Yeah, uh, obviously, look, they're the reason they're the seventh seed and the Cowboys are the two seed, but – to think, you know, number one, it's the NFL playoffs. We see crazy things every year, but it's a I don't new even... season. You just have to yeah, make no. it to the playoffs, and then it's kind of like a fresh start. Exactly. No, I agree. And also, I think it's not even crazy. Like you said, I don't think it's it's not like we're talking about. If they put it this way, if the Packers won this game, it wouldn't go down as like an all-time upset. Like it would be, oh wow, it would be an upset. But the Packers are playing some of the best football. In the NFL, at least Jordan Love is playing some of the best football. And the yeah, last I mean, two Jordan, weeks, has... Jordan Love is coming off of what two offensive, like back-to-back weeks of offensive yeah. player of the week. He's exactly. the MVP uh, for Nickelodeon. MVP. So it's like all this. There's there's a lot of hype 
going on for this team for them being the seventh seed. And exactly. I think I read something that like the seventh seed has not won. They have so, not, yeah, until now. Yeah, so time to go out there, continue to make history. Like the youngest team. I don't it's just it's so crazy when you think about it. And it's like I'm never down on our team. Like I'm always somebody who believes that, you know, any given Sunday kind of mentality. But there's like also realistic moments where it's like, okay, maybe this team just doesn't have what it takes. And I love when they go out there and prove people wrong and, you know, make them, you know, take back their doubt and stuff like that. So it's been really, really fun. And I hope that now that they're going to be on like a very national stage during the playoffs, that they can continue to go out there and play some of this incredible football that got them to this point in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very exciting game regardless. I mean, I think, I think it definitely has potential to be the best game of the weekend. Like I think it could easily end up being the best game of the weekend, at least it might be the best on paper already. Well, Lions Rams could be interesting because of the Stafford thing, but either way. Yeah. I feel like there's for the NFC North teams, it's a lot of like facing familiar faces where it's like the Lions will get Stafford and then, you know, Dallas with Mike McCarthy hosting the Packers. It's like the familiar faces for the NFC North and their matchups is going to make for a very interesting weekend for our little division. For our little division, exactly. I mean, it is pretty funny that the Lions' first home playoff game in like 30 years, they have to go against Stafford. It's almost sad, but it's hilarious. So. It is funny. It if you like for Stafford, it's like almost funny. It's like really you couldn't do that all those years I put in. I know. And now you're doing now it. Now you exactly. make it. And then he's gonna go out there and try and spoil the fun. It's just kind of like, you know, irony at that point. Yeah. And I think he probably will. Uh, I see the Rams winning that game, classic Stafford fashion, late <laughs> dramatics, but that is not uh our thing to worry about. We have our own things to worry about. But Jen, before we head out, uh just let everyone know. What you got going on, of course, where they could find all of your great optimism and memes and everything else you're doing. Yeah, be sure to follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it. I'll probably never actually call it X. So follow me yeah, on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four for all of my thoughts, opinions, sharing anything on the Packers, anything hockey going on right now. Um, all that good stuff you can find there. Yeah, hoping hoping that uh, there will be a lot of really happy tweets this weekend for sure. Um, and then before we do wrap up as well, I do want to congratulate Keyshawn Nixon on back-to-back all pro for special teams as the returner. So that's super cool. Cause I know he was really bummed about not being selected for the pro bowl. So all pro is where it really matters. So that's a super cool honor for him to have, um, have obviously had the opportunity when I was at the game new year's day of last year um getting to see him run one back so it's definitely a well-deserved honor um so super cool for him they announced that earlier friday um so yeah just another another award for another player on this team yeah uh that is why matt is a better host than me obviously another piece (laughs) of news probably should have covered before we reached the end of the show but yes Keyshawn nixon that's so that's you know Getting any All-Pro is a big deal. Getting back-to-back All-Pros is a really, really high honor for anyone's career. Not a lot of people probably can say they have back-to-back All-Pros. So I'm really happy for Keyshawn Nixon. Hopefully we see him do something electric on Sunday. But in terms of, uh, of course, the podcast, make sure to follow 
on Twitter at Pack Day Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast. Go over to the YouTube side of things, subscribe over there. And he's always got some good video stuff going on on YouTube. So make sure to check that out. And you can find me on Twitter, of course, not X. What a ridiculous thing. Uh, <laughs> at Eli underscore NFL. Uh, check out my writing a Packer report. I uh, should have actually a pretty interesting piece coming out in the next couple of days that keep an eye out over at packreport.com. But until then, Jen, as we always do, as we close out this show, go Pack Go. go. Pack, go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done